Hey chicks, welcome back to another episode. This is Sarah. This is Victoria. And we are the Authentic Chicks. Hell yeah, we are. Okay, so we need to talk about the number one hot topic right now, Miley Cyrus. Holy cow. Oh my gosh, I I am obsessed with her new song. Whenever I first heard it on Friday, I started listening to it and I was like, this sounds like something. And this was before any of the connections were made with the Bruno Mars song. So, of course, our investigators on TikTok (laughs) put it together for us. The most reliable source on the internet. It's 2023's version of Wikipedia. It really is. We don't even trust Google anymore. We trust our TikTok (laughs) investigators. I'm serious. TikTok investigators could solve any crime or any conspiracy theory before anyone else. (laughs) And they make up the conspiracy theories too. And then they solve them. Let's start some crap today. We're bored today. What can we come up with? It's, It's them. They're the problem. So anyways, do you know much about Miley and Liam's history? Because it's pretty crazy if you don't um little bit but let's fill everybody else in okay basically they met in 2009 whenever they were filming last song which I think everyone can agree that Miley Cyrus's when I look at you song on that movie I mean it sent me into another dimension oh absolutely it was iconic so Miley and Liam have a really rocky past and they essentially break up get back together multiple times their first engagement was reported in May of 2012 and then what do you know just a couple months later March 2013 is whenever they end their engagement and then they get back together in 2016 I mean talk about toxic relationship right then they're engaged again in 2016 a couple weeks later after they announce that they're back together and then they confirm in 2018 in December that they secretly got married so they're married for and I quote eight months August 10th 2019 they are separated on August 21st Liam files for divorce from Miley and then they basically go back and forth Miley comes out and says we're working on settling the divorce and then on February 22nd 2020 is the first time that we really hear from Miley about any of this and she does an episode on the Joe Rogan experience podcast where she basically shares that her experience going through this divorce in the public eye really sucked. here's a quote from her she said what really sucked about it wasn't the fact that me and someone that I loved realized that we don't love each other the way we used to anymore that's okay I can accept that I can't accept the villainizing and just all those stories So whenever I go back to listening to her song, it makes me sad. Liam Hemsworth was the love of her life. She has said that since 2009. And I don't doubt that they don't love each other. But the fact that she released this on his birthday, because it was rumored that Liam Hemsworth dedicated the Bruno Mars If I Was Your Man song to her. And she's basically saying, I don't need you. I can love myself better than you ever could. Goodbye. We're done. I love hearing her just repeat over and over. I can love me better because to live in like a toxic relationship like that like you really have to be a fly on the wall in their relationship to understand it obviously from the outside we can never judge or understand that relationship and I think that's what she's trying to portray is that you all weren't in it you all saw it from the outside what really happened behind closed doors And I feel like this is her like break free moment, like screw you, you did ABCD to me and I'm done. Like I can't take it anymore. 
And the cherry on top was the clip that I saw of her dancing around in his suit that he wore, like, you know, braless, naked underneath, basically, and was just, like, free. And I loved that. Oh, I did, too. I mean, I've looked at their social medias because (laughs) I spiraled on Friday whenever she released this, and I put the connection together, and I was just reading back through some of their posts. Happy birthday. I love you so much. My sweet girl. Yada, yada. But then obviously come to find out that things were really, really rough. And I think that, you know, someone that is in a relationship like that and that it is so toxic, pulling yourself out of that, I can't imagine. I mean, it has to be the hardest, most daunting thing ever. And to finally get to the point where you say, I've had enough, I'm doing this for me, and I am through letting you have any type of control and like releasing this song. I mean, this is like you said, her version of Breaking Free. Um, I just immediately am singing Breaking Free from High School Musical in my head. I just did too. (laughs) We're breaking free. She's soaring. Right. She is soaring. But I cannot lie. I've always thought that she was crazy. Honestly. She shaved her head. She was swinging on wrecking balls, making just like super reckless. Do we remember the foam finger? Right. I mean, everything that she was doing was just obviously needing attention. It's almost like a toddler whenever they are acting out to their mom telling them no, right? Because she basically was having all of these expressions of Mm -hmm. her being like, "You don't. I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I want. And in the meantime, behind the scenes, she's going through all of this trauma with this relationship with Liam. And I don't know. I'm just really excited to see where this new Miley goes. I'm excited to listen to her new music and what she produces because I have a feeling that it's going to be really uplifting, happy mindset, just like boss ass vibes going forward. I'm just so happy to see that Miley is taking her mental health seriously and she is like laying the groundwork to be unstoppable. I could not agree. And now a quick message from one of our sponsors. Hey chicks, looking to start a podcast but not sure where to begin? Well, don't you worry. Anchor has got your back. Anchor.fm is a free podcast hosting platform where you can create, host, distribute, monetize, and monitor your podcast. Anchor is owned by Spotify, but you can also link your podcast on other streaming services right through your Anchor profile portal. So have no fear, chicks. Anchor by Spotify is here. So now that we're, you know, talking about mental health, I did see an article on Dear Media. I think I've read it like three times now. It makes me really think about, you know, my mental health. And when I think that I have good mental health, there's areas that I need to improve on. So basically, this article is like six benefits of good mental health. It goes in and defines mental health as it's a state of well-being where you're content with yourself, which I think is very important because I think people tend to talk about mental health as if it's mental illness. And, and that's not the case. Mental health is something that you work for. It's just like your physical health. They go hand in hand. That's a really good point because with mental health, especially since, I mean, dare I say, the pandemic, people did not know what to do with themselves because we're not animals. We're not meant to be caged and locked into an environment for extended periods of times where we're not able to leave. So the global shutdown, I think, really challenged people mentally. And to be honest, I think one thing that did positively come out 
out of that is I'm hearing more and more people openly talk about their mental well-being and their mental health, whether it be people that I personally know just on Instagram, celebrities. I'm hearing it more on podcasts. I'm hearing it more different ways. It's one of those where it used to be something where people are like, oh, don't talk about your mental health. There's something wrong with her. And I don't ever want people to have such a negative connotation to talking about your mental health. It doesn't always have to be this talk about someone's deep depression or someone's deep anxiety. It can literally be discussing the way that someone thinks about themselves. Like mental health is a good thing. And I think putting positive focus on that is such an important task that people don't realize. It starts with your routine and your habits and having your good mental health to get you through your day every single morning. So let's go through all these these six things and just kind of see what you think. Because I don't, I don't think I've talked to you about these yet. No, I'm excited. So the first one that I want to touch on, which I think is very, very important, is good quality sleep. Good quality sleep can help you create healthier body weight, lower risk of health problems, reduce stress and improve mood, and you stay more focused when you have good quality sleep. And I feel like that's one thing for me that I don't really realize plays a role in my mental health. I understand good quality sleep is important for things. I am like a baby when it comes to waking up early or not getting enough sleep. So I don't really know how to like create a good sleep routine. Okay, I have to tell you. So my friend Julia, I was talking to her last week and And she told me about this routine alarm and she told me that basically she was finding herself not putting her phone down at night. I have a problem with this too and I think a lot of us do where we're constantly just playing on our phones being daunted by this light and you're not going to get good sleep if you don't put your phone down. So she got one of the hatch alarms for Christmas. Have you heard of it? Ooh, I have heard of it but explain it. Okay, so she was raving about it. And she basically was saying it is God sent. Everyone needs a hatch alarm. So of course I invested. I mean, (laughs) I bought one and it was delivered in two days. Thanks Amazon Prime. And at first I was kind of nervous. I'm like, I'm not going to wake up because I'm so used to waking up to my iPhone alarm. Victoria, this thing is so great. Shout out to whoever created this because I don't know who it was and how they came up with this idea. But basically it's an alarm that wakes you up with an imitation of the sunlight And there's all kinds of studies that say that your exposure to sunlight is something that is really positive for mental health. I mean, that's why they have those sun lamps that people can put in their office if they don't have a window. And you can play these really calming raindrops, forest rain, thunder, anything that you like to listen to that is going to be a calming sound to you. You can even listen to meditation. You can have it tell you affirmations. This thing is like a therapist in an alarm. Oh, girl, that's what I need. It is awesome. And it helps you set up your routine. And for me, habits and routine is something that I really rely on because if I'm outside of my routine, I just viral. So it basically, you set your routine of your nighttime and your morning. And in the morning, whenever you're waking up, it'll do your whatever color sunlight you choose 15 minutes before your alarm goes off. And then your alarm is that sound that you slowly gradually wake up to and it pulls you out of your REM sleep I feel like normally an iPhone alarm sends me into another dimension (laughs) because it basically gives me a heart attack and I'm like oh shit I gotta be up (laughs) I'm always like wait 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 where am I where am I supposed to do why is my alarm going off (laughs) exactly and it's one of those where 
I didn't believe it. She was talking about it and raving about it. And I literally said to her, I'm like, Julia, this better be good. And it is so far so good. Even when I was playing it last night, Diesel was cuddled up to me so close. And he did one of those like, (sighs) you know, like a deep sigh. And so me and Diesel fell asleep last night thanks to the hatch. And it was amazing. I love that. So I definitely understand when I don't get a full night of sleep, I am so groggy. I'm so cranky. It doesn't matter how much coffee that I have. I just cannot get going for the day. And then I'm automatically in a bad mood because I'm tired. Yeah. Disclaimer, we are not sponsored by Hatch at all. Like I wish we were. <laughs> but I need one. I need one. So Right. This is no sponsorship. <laughs> this is me talking with yeah. Julia and her telling me, you need a Hatch. She even puts her phone in, a, in the bathroom so that she's not tempted to pick it up at night, which is something that I think is a really good habit to get into. Did you ever read the book Atomic Habits? I did not. Okay, so it's by James Clear, and it basically tells you how important habit making is and habit creation, how to break bad habits, and how to recognize when you are doing little things throughout your day that attribute to your habits because creating a habit is really hard. You always say, I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to work out every Mm -hmm. day. But actually doing it, for me at least, it is very difficult to create a new habit. Girl, I've been saying that I'm going to start 75 hard since the week after Christmas and it still hasn't started. Like creating that habit or just starting that new habit is like so daunting. But you you just have to do it. Okay, so the second one was adequate social connection. So they basically go in in the article and just talk about how maintaining a social life by going out, it doesn't even have to be parties or anything. You know, you could just be like visiting family or friends, just leaving leaving your idea of your comfort space and having real in-person connections can help with self-esteem, mood swings, anxiety, depression, and even our immune system, which... I know we we talked about it already, but like going back to the pandemic, it just made me realize like how much our immune systems were compromised by creating this bubble for us to live in. Not even the fact that we're not introduced to germs, but like mentally, you know, that plays a big role on our immune systems. And I don't think that I ever realized that. It kind of goes into something that I say, and I'm sure that you do too in Cycle Bar, is getting out of your comfort zone. Because once you push yourself out of I don't want to leave the house today. And I know a lot of us can be homebodies, which I definitely tend to be more so than not lately because it's your comfort zone. You want to be safe in your home, familiar with your environment, and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and allowing yourself to take those chances and those risks. I think that plays too into you being able to learn what type of habits really support your mental health. So example, Julia puts her phone in the, in the, in the bathroom at night so that she isn't tempted. For me, I'm like, maybe I'll try to do that a couple of nights and see because it could really help my mental health. It's outside of my comfort zone because I'm one of those where I'll wake up in the middle of the night and my comfort is instead of forcing myself back to sleep because maybe my mind is racing and that's why I woke up, I'm going to grab my phone and scroll on TikTok. So I think that it goes into even with creating new habits, getting out of your comfort zone and having social interaction is so deeply important because you get experience with other people and you get to talk things out and learn how other people do things. I am a huge believer that the more people that you can surround yourself with that positively lift you up and share the same morals and same goals, the better off you are. And I think the key there is 
the people that positively lift you up because you can constantly surround yourself with people who are negative and you know create that negative environment for you and you're going to get sucked into that I always say that you are a product of the people that you surround yourself with you surround yourself with people who are going to uplift you help you with your goals cheer you on like talk about women supporting women can we talk more on women who support women because I would love to go there (laughs) yes yes so I feel like my whole life growing up you know you live in the high school drama phase and I feel like us at our age we went through the brutal years of women tearing people down and I did not know until mid to late 20s that there are women out there that just want you to succeed and they want you to just be better. They don't get anything from it by any means, but they they support you. They cheer you on. And we go back to the ultimate hype girl type mentality too. Having those positive reinforcements in your life. Like starting this podcast, for instance. I could have said, you know, I'm not going to start that podcast because there's probably someone out there somewhere that's waiting for me to fail or cheering me on so that I fail. Why would you even let someone like that burden you or create some sort of heaviness in your life that you don't need that you know there's so many people out there that cheer you on that will coach you and give you good feedback and help you succeed so why not surround yourself with those people and you know what the ship does not sink by the water that surrounds it the ship sinks by the water that gets into it so you're gonna sink if you let that negativity inside you're gonna go down I mean you're gonna fall into that negative spiral and you're never gonna pull yourself out of it if you continue to surround yourself and continue to let that negativity in you gotta block it out sis block it out yeah no I agree 1000% I mean realizing who it is that is actually going to support you to be the best version of yourself and if there is someone that is not and you can still be friends with them but that does not mean that you have to put in as much energy and effort as you do into the people that also put in that same amount of energy and effort into you because it's twofold if you're around people who are constantly talking negative who are constantly complaining about their lives who are constantly just saying oh pity me woe is me everyone owes me something why would you want to be around those people because you're going to begin to think that exact same way and if you do not change that then you're going to literally revolve your entire mindset into that exact corner of my life sucks yes our lead instructor at cycle bar she said one time and it's always stuck with me the opinions that others have of you is none of your business and I think that is like beautiful because you know what it's not their opinion of me does not define who I am that defines who they are so who really cares if you can't hold back on your life you have one life to live why would you let someone who is not even in your timeline your journey affect that Elwood snaps to that because yes, but it, it is hard to end those relationships. I understand that. It is the hardest thing because I'm a very compassionate person and I know most women are. We have that sense of compassion just built into us. I mean, it's literally in our heart drive right. and having to end a relationship or a friendship because it's not helping you to be the best version of yourself and there's constantly bringing you down. It's, it's daunting because you, we live in a society that is built on, unfortunately, and my opinion at least jealousy I mean we are constantly seeing what someone has that you don't and even though we say grass is not greener on the other side flipping your mindset to really believe that takes a lot of practice it takes years and years of focusing on the good and focusing on what you have and understanding that 
comparison is the thief of joy and that you do not have to have what someone else has just to feel fulfilled. For example, money does not buy happiness. You do not have to have the biggest things. You do not have to have the flashiest designer bags. If you are fulfilled in your daily life and you have little pockets of happiness and you hold on to those and you really hone in on those moments and remember who you are surrounded by, what your environment was, what you were doing, so that whenever you do have a weak moment, you immediately flip it and say, where is a moment that I felt truly happy? And you go back to that memory, then you start to train your mind to live in those happy pockets instead of the sad ones. Not allowing the opinion that someone else has of you if you don't know it and you don't need to know it. Because if someone values you and someone appreciates you and adores you, you're going to know it. So if you don't know where you stand with someone then you don't need to because at the end of the day, that does not matter and that does not define who you are. We define who we are. And if we allow people to define who we are for us, that's whenever it starts to become bad. And that's whenever your mental health can start to deteriorate because you're focusing on what someone else said that you were instead of focusing on what you say that you are. I could talk about this for hours. I love it. My heart is so happy right now. (laughs) Same. And just... You are never going to be in competition with another woman if you support each other and you motivate each other and you do the best that you can to be able to lift each other up. Because if you create this competition in your head that is not there, you are constantly going to be just let down. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be constantly having this like anger feeling inside of you because you think that you're competing against someone when the other person has no idea. Not a single clue. And if you do not let go of that, and if you don't really hone in on yourself and what makes you happy and being able to pour the love into your heart that you pour into others, I don't know. I feel like that is really one of the first steps is just really focusing on like your happiness and what makes you happy and not worrying about the opinion of others. Right. Sarah, I literally have chills right now. Shout out to Erica. I will say she is someone who whenever I need a good pep talk, like first person I'm going to call because she's got all the words. We need to get her on here. (laughs) Yes, please, Erica, if you're listening. (laughs) She will. I'll send it to her and I'll blow her up until she does. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on. Let's step off of this soapbox. Let's step on to another. Okay. Um, having a physically active lifestyle, it's linked. Physical and mental health are linked completely. Having a good physical active lifestyle is going to lead to a better mental health state and vice versa. It doesn't always have to be going hard at the gym, lifting heavy weights, going to cycle bar. It doesn't have to be all those things. It could be gardening. It could be walking. It could be, you know, if you're into like horses or whatever it may be, as long as you are moving your body, that's all that it it really takes. You just have to have that routine of getting out of your comfort zone and moving your body. I do want to add a disclaimer to that too. Moving your body should never be punishment. No. It should never be you are punishing yourself for eating the pizza last night. It should never be you are having this goal to be, quote unquote, what you define skinny to be. Mm -hmm. I 
think that a lot of times we run into this, especially since we're instructors. I've had conversations with some of my writers about they've opened up to me and said, you've really helped to change the way that I look at movement because movement used to be a punishment for me. And I never enjoyed it until I started to being in more of a community that was supporting me to do more than just try to lose weight. Because let's be honest, a lot of people start wanting to work out because they want to lose weight, right? It's 2023, January, a new year. You're going to hear new year, new me. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I don't want people to think of movement that way. I want people to think of movement as you are releasing all of the toxins out of your body. And whenever you're able to release those toxins, that's whenever your muscles and your joints start to move better. You start to feel better. You have more of a desire and a drive to move your body more and more every single day. Getting rid of all the negative and bringing in all the good. I always look at moving my body as I don't want to move my body. I don't want to work out to be skinny. Take it from the mindset of I want to be skinny to I want to be strong. And strong to me does not mean huge giant muscles. Strong to me means my mental health. I want to be strong. I want to be confident in the body that I'm in, in the spot that I am in in my journey. You are a blip on a timeline on your journey. And I'm a huge believer that having confidence and having that vision for what you want your journey to look like And it doesn't have to revolve around a number on the scale. It's so funny that we're talking about this right now because I just got the text message that my wedding dress is in. My first thought of it was, oh my God, no, I can't go try it on yet. I'm not thin enough. I'm not skinny enough yet. I can't go try it on. And immediately I'm like slapping my wrist. I'm like, Sarah, why are you even thinking about that? You're getting married. Like this person (laughs) loves you. You're going to spend the rest of your life. You're starting a new chapter. You're going to be so happy. Why in the world are you worried about what you're going to look like in that wedding dress? Because you see all the TikToks of, I got the fittest for my wedding. Social media, it's all about like what you look like on your wedding day. And I'm like, well, that's kind of funny because I'm basically a catfish. I'm what, going to look awesome for one day and then after that I just go downhill? Like, what's the point? <laughs> You'll have to tell your kids one day, no, that is mommy. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that is me. <laughs> I swear. I, I swear I looked like that one time. I get it. You, I'm, Obviously, you do want to look good on and feel your best your wedding day. It's your wedding day. You're going to have those pictures forever. It's the most special day of your life, yada, yada. But I just, <laughs> I kind of had a moment of upset with myself that that was my first thought was, oh my God, how far can I push right, this appointment right. out? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to go pick it up yet. <laughs> and I, I do have to say though, weight should never be the forefront of your thoughts when it comes to moving your body, having the consistency and being disciplined and creating that strength mentally you'll you'll eventually get there then you're able to live a more balanced life because when you're not so worried about that at the forefront of things and you push it to the back and understand that with routine and with habit it's just a number on a scale right just like we say in class I don't want you to attribute any number on that monitor to your strength or your confidence Mm -hmm. just because you cannot hit xyz does not make you any less than someone else that can do that that just means that that is something that they have focused on and and they have become an expert at that then you could too right but everyone makes their own decision and what their goals are and how they're going to meet those whenever you're able to live a more balanced life of go out with your friends don't limit yourself on social interaction just because you're afraid to go out to eat like 
go out to eat, drink the milkshake, get the dessert, go to the birthday celebrations, do the things that are going to be able to fill your cup up even more. And don't worry about the calories, the carbs, the number on the scale. That should all be in the back of your mind. Right. Which that takes us into the next point, which is healthy diet. And I feel like this is going into, like, I feel like radars are going off. Like, don't talk about, don't talk about food, right? Because, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that have eating disorders and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of the mental health in food. I can say, oh, we need to have a healthy diet. A healthy diet makes you feel good. But it's hard. And to be honest, I love desserts. I love sweets. I could live my life off of sweets 24-7. My taste buds would be fine, right? My body would not. You know, and I, I don't really necessarily like want to go too big into the healthy diet because I understand there's a lot that goes into that. But the article did say with a healthy diet, you have less fatigue, you have better focus, you have fewer digestive issues, more regulated moods, and fewer headaches. But again, it goes back to that balance. It goes back to all the other pillars that we've talked about already. You want to have a good balanced lifestyle. You don't want to limit yourself or say you can't have something. The second I tell myself you can't have a Dr. Pepper is the second I'm like really craving a Dr. Pepper. So I just tell myself, you know what? You can have a Dr. Pepper every now and then. It'll be fine. Create a balance. That's me with Fresca. Oh, girl. I'll I'll drink Fresca. (laughs) I love it so much. All day, every day. I'm like a two a day right now and I've got to stop. <laughs> At least it's fresco and not Mountain Dew. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, so the next one is well-managed stress. And it, obviously stress is the ultimate killer of a good mental health. It weighs us down mentally and physically. The importance with stress that I want to kind of focus on is learn how to manage your stress. You've got to figure out what works for you and for your lifestyle. And again, that fits into that balance. For me, managing my stress is I go into a gym, I listen to really loud music in a really dark room with a really big beat drop, and I lift heavy weights. Or I ride a bike, or I jump on the treadmill, or whatever it may be. That's kind of my way of dealing with my stress. (laughs) Can I be honest? I don't know how to manage my stress. That is one thing, and you can ask my friends, that I have struggled with the most, and I work on it every single day because this year I'm journaling more I am trying to like really hone in on things that I can do to relieve stress because like you said I googled I get it go work out meditate do yoga I am not a yoga Mm-mm. girly I am not Mm-mm. I need chaos I need loud environments like I need to be around people but I am definitely someone who tends to bottle up all of my stress and then I'll explode I'm my own worst enemy at it. I've It's mm-hmm. something that I've worked on for years and I'm still trying to figure it out. So I don't really have a great answer on how the way that I manage my stress. Because that is one thing that I really right. am still a work in progress in. I was talking to one of Scott and I's best friends, Brandon, and he was telling me the way he handles his stress, he focuses on something that will take 100% of his attention. So that way his brain is not anywhere else. It's not with work. It's not building the house. It is focused like solely on this one task. And that's how he manages his stress. He just releases it all right then and there. And I feel like that when we talked about in the last episode about the brain break, I feel like that to me is what watching trash TV does for me is helps me like release that stress. I 
I just kind of, you know, turn everything off and I'm, I'm good to go, you know? <laughs> I mean, I definitely obviously do like work right. out to relieve stress and it's something that has helped me a lot, but I've always taken baths. Oh my gosh. Are you a bath girl? Yes. There you go. That's it. <laughs> okay. So my roommates in college, they hated that I would take baths. And they would literally come in and be like, you're just sitting in your own filth. And I would be in there for hours. <laughs> I mean, I would turn into a prune, but I loved taking baths ever since I was little. So they're probably going to listen to this and be like, oh, God, Sarah, like, why are you talking about your baths? <laughs> I'll go into the bedroom, shut all the doors, the bedroom, bathroom door, and I will turn the lights down. I will play meditation music. And I will sit there with my Kindle and I will just lay in the bath. <laughs> I have one of those bamboo things that goes over your bath so I can have my laptop. And I'll just look at clothes, look at newly, see what I, I might order this month. Just, you know, I'm planning out everything. And I want it to be scolding hot. Like, I want it to hurt oh, getting yes. in. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> if I'm not burning, it's not good enough. <laughs> if I don't feel like I have to shower from sweating in the yes. bathtub afterwards, it just, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I always shower afterwards and if I don't use up all of the hot water and the hot water heater in the entire house in that one bath session I was not in long enough <laughs> all right so the last pillar that this article talks about is and I think I think we can go on for hours and hours on this one a strong sense of purpose setting your goals and fulfilling them and when I say setting goals and fulfilling them, I don't necessarily mean these grand goals that's going to take months and months or years and years to fulfill. I set daily goals. So my daily goals would be maybe it's um, set your hatch alarm clock to wake you up at 730 and actually get out of the bed at 730. That can be a goal and you fulfilled it. Like that leads to a strong sense of purpose. They all say making your bed first thing in the morning you can check something off your to-do list. A big one that I have been trying to do lately is getting the clothes out of the dryer first thing in the morning because it's something that needs to be done. It's something that I dread doing, but the strong sense of purpose that I get and fulfillment that I get from getting those clothes out of the laundry and say, look, I've already got something done. And they go on to say make time for hobbies and manifest the best life for yourself. I don't know if you've seen the things going around on TikTok about the girls, and I, I wish I knew who they were that started it, but they basically say all the time, how lucky am I that things just work out for me? And they say it constantly, and you put it out into the universe that things just start working out for you. I think that's beautiful. I mean, my mom has always been someone that has been so strong on manifestation. She's always tried to get me to. It's one of those where back to habits. I mean, it has to be something that you include in your habits where you're doing it every day, right? And I don't even know if I think that if you say it and you believe it, that all of a sudden all these great things are going to happen. I think you just start to find the greatness in the things that are already going to happen instead of diving into negative emotions towards something. I think you start to find a positive reaction to something that used to have a negative reaction towards it. You're training your mind to think a certain way. I used to literally write down on post-it notes and put them on my mirror in the morning, an affirmation. And then at the end of the week, I would have a mirror full of affirmations and I would say those affirmations again. 
And I would really truly believe those affirmations because I was saying them to myself as if I was talking to my friend. Because, for example, I would say to you, Victoria, you can do this. I've got your back. I know that you're strong enough. But if I'm not saying that same stuff to me, then I'm not going to believe it in myself. But I believe it in you. So why don't we talk to ourselves the way that we would someone that we love? And I think this goes back to, you know, the women supporting women. You've got to support yourself too. Like you can't you can't rely on everyone else to support you and your dreams and your goals and your purposes in life. You have to support yourself. You have to talk to yourself the like you said, like talk to yourself as if you are your best friend. You just have to tell yourself no matter what, you're beautiful. Like you are you for a reason and no one else in the world looks like you. How like how amazing is that? That you are the only person that holds this face, this body, this personality like that's it that's it's you I want to stay on that because there really is something so important in understanding that there is not two of you you are the only you once you understand and believe that there is so much power that you can have with it there is I think we all fall into the comparisons and try to be like certain people or certain you know well this works for this person so I'm gonna do it this way It's like comparing apples to oranges. You just can't do it. Maybe that works for them. For me, that just doesn't fit with me. You have to understand who you are and what your beliefs are, what your morals are, what your goals are. It doesn't matter what someone else is doing. It doesn't matter what they want to achieve because you have your own purpose and your own drive, but you have to figure out what your identity to be able to really understand what your purpose is. I think finding your purpose is something though that is constantly changing and it is a lifelong journey is to understand your purpose in every day. You know, my purpose I feel like has shifted a lot, you know, when I, when I've tried out to be an instructor and I was teaching I was riding at cycle bar every day I feel like my purpose then was to figure out who I was as a person I had no idea I knew who who I thought I was really I really didn't know like what I liked so I always tell it by class I found myself on bike 12 and I really did like I found out what makes me tick in a dark room with loud music and bikes that go nowhere and then my purpose obviously shifted when I became a wife then you know I became a mom So my purpose has shifted again. And not only finding the shift in your purpose, but also maintaining true to who you are. Being a mom, being a wife, being an instructor at a fitness studio, those don't define you. Those are part of you, but they don't define who you are. So being able to find the separation of the different purposes in the different stages of your life. Having different titles is just a title. It does not define who you are. My purpose And my identity does not lie in me being a cycle bar instructor. It does not lie in me being a research manager. It does not lie in my titles that I hold, but it lies within the identity that I hold for myself. Because you don't want to lose yourself, like you said. You don't want to morph into what everyone else is. We are very different instructors. We teach different ways. We don't want to be the same because Who I can teach to might not be the same people that you can teach to, but that doesn't mean that I don't have the same drive and same purpose that you do because we both are here for a reason 
because we want to be able to help people and have this positive outlook to their lives and to themselves and put a positive connotation on moving your body and working right. out. Right. That's not the whole picture. That is just a portion of who you are. Being able to create a good sense of purpose is going to jumpstart the rest of the process. So I think if you have a good sense of purpose and you have a physically active lifestyle and you have adequate social connection, you are in turn going to manage your stress better or you're going to have that healthier diet and you're going to get that quality sleep. Going back to talking to Scott and I's best friend, Brandon, he I was going through all these with him and asking him kind of what his thoughts on the, these were and he said it really well. He said, he said, mental health is a root system and we are the tree. If we don't water each section or each root, the tree's going to fall. These are a whole. You have to find your purpose. You have to manage your stress. You have to live a healthy lifestyle. You have to move your body, get good quality sleep, and be around people. Every single one of these goes into creating good mental health. And it's not easy. It's something that we always have to work on. Your brain is like a muscle as well. You have to work it. Two final points that I want to bring up is just to tie all of this in together. If you haven't read Atomic Habits by James Clear, do it. Because I think that every single one of these six points that we've discussed today Mm -hmm. starts with you doing that every day as a habit. It's a part of your routine. And then it becomes just natural. It becomes the way that you live your life. If you wake up every single day and you're like, oh my gosh, I had the best sleep. I'm going to go work out today. I'm going to do something to move my body. I'm going to exercise my brain mentally. Maybe I'm not going to watch Netflix for 30 minutes today. Instead, I'm going to read a book or do something that's going to be challenging. I'm going to focus on taking in nutritious foods and I'm going to focus on surrounding myself with the people that make me feel my best because when I am my best, then that means that I can help others to be their best. I am a full believer that you control your energy that you put into the world and whatever you put put out you're going to get right back in so creating those habits is so crucial to the foundation and it's just the building blocks of how you're going to live day in and day out you know yes and I think I'm I'm also a true believer in the whole is my attitude worth catching because you walk into a room and you're suddenly like sucked into negativity you're catching that person's attitude having a good attitude and a good output on life and creating such a strong basis with your own mental health I think is very important because it's going to play into who you are as a person and then when you go into a room people feel that people feel that energy they catch your attitude I feel like that was big for me when I met you you are so like bubbly and outgoing and your personality is literally like the absolute best and I catch that every time we're in the room together I catch your attitude it instantly makes me smile makes me happy and that's the type of people you need to surround yourself with you're so sweet I love you I love you but it's true (laughs) I mean you definitely are gonna be like we said you're gonna be exactly who you surround yourself with and if you surround yourself with negative people then Mm -hmm. you're gonna start to see the negative things the last thing that I want to bring up which I don't really think that we've talked about much yet is being fully present If you're not fully present in your day-to-day, then you just become robotic with it. You could take everything that we're saying, you could implement it, but unless you're fully present in the actual action of you fulfilling that duty, then you're just going to be doing robotic movements. Right, because I feel like I I fall into that as a mom is just 
Sometimes I just go through the motions of being a mom. Being able to stop myself and say, no, be fully present. You're here. This little human needs you. Just put everything away. You can pick it up later. Be present in the moment. I'm so glad that you brought this up today. Where did you find the article? It was on Dear Media. It was on one of their blog posts. We're going to put a link tree on our bio that's going to have the hatch alarm clock. We can link the book and we're going to link this Dear Media blog post as well. You can find us on Instagram at Authenticchicks Podcast. That's A-U-T-H-E-N-T-I-C-H-I-C-K-S Podcast. All one word. Find us there. We do want to start taking in some topics from you guys. So if you want to give us a DM, it can be anonymous. Like we want to know what you're going through, what you're struggling with, how we can be there for you and how we can support you because we wouldn't be here without our listeners. And we really do want to get to know you guys on a more personal level. So whether you're going through struggles with a boyfriend, with a friendship, whether you had a bad day at work and you just need to talk something out, we can do like an advice column type of episode once a month and we they'll all be anonymous. We won't say anyone's name, no details or information, but we want to be able to give your, you all our perspective on things, of course, if you want it. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> there is absolutely no judgment on this platform at all. We are all trying to figure this life out. We're here. We're here to help and we are here to support and no, absolutely no judgment. Yeah. <laughs> We love you all too much. Yes. (laughs) So that wraps it up for this week. You guys have an amazing Wednesday, and we will see you next week. Woo! Bye.